Hello, and welcome to Easy Bake Takes. I'm Kat. And I'm Riley. And this week we watched Ingrid Goes West. Uh, Just a quick trigger warning for if you are planning to watch the movie, there is an attempted suicide, and there are also mentions of it throughout this podcast episode, because that is a big issue people have with the movie. This film could also be seen as a mockery of mental illness, specifically borderline personality disorder. So if that or anything else that was listed as something that you might be sensitive to, I suggest you skip this episode uh, because it will be mentioned all throughout. So before we get into the movie, I just wanted to quickly define what a parasocial relationship is for anyone that doesn't know. And this definition is from dictionary.com. The term parasocial relationship refers to a relationship that a person imagines having with another person who they do not actually know, such as a celebrity or a fictional character or like a someone on a sports team or something like that or an influencer. This often involves a person feeling as though they have a close and intimate relationship with someone who they've never met due to following that person closely in media, such as in TV shows, videos, podcasts, social media, etc. And then do you think that you have ever in any capacity had some sort of like parasocial relationship with a celebrity or engaged in cyber stalking? I think when I was like 14, <laughs> and like, you know, and I don't think that's necessary unhealthy behavior like i you're 14 yeah there's a line definitely but like i mean it's you're just 14 and you like you really like this band mm-hmm. i think i think it's fine yeah as long as you're not looking up there I, I don't know like just doing yeah as long as it doesn't turn into real life stalking yeah real life stalking like yeah but like you know we've all kind of touched on it at the very least when we were teenagers maybe some of us when we were older mm-hmm. um But like, you know, as an example, you know, like the John Mulaney, Anna Marie Tendler divorce hullabaloo. Oh, yeah. You know, I got like touches where I was like, no, I know him, you know, (laughs) like I know he would. I know he wouldn't do that. And like, and it's like, no, I don't know him. Mm -hmm. I don't know their situation. I only know what TikTok has told me about what is going on. Mm -hmm. So I think that also was like a reality check for me of going like, he's not like, because like I would. We're not friends. We're not friends. And also like, you know, you you watch him on stand up and you think he's this type of person, he, you know, he would, mm-hmm. you, you, you know, you get a, just a character in your head of like, this person yeah. is what I think they are. And this stuff happens and you get mad about that. You're like, he's a, re- he's a person you don't know. And is, is, has a personality that you don't, it has a whole, he, it's a performance that he's doing. You yeah. Know? He said he's creating a persona yeah, for his. Exactly. He's a human being. He's more complex than what you see. Every comedian's stories are either very exaggerated or they're made mm-hmm. up. So like, or they're just made up. Yeah, for the for the punchline, you know. Yeah, and it's still yeah. funny. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. It's, yeah, it's pretty. Right. Just, but just don't take it too seriously. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, back to Ingrid Goes West. This film was released in August of 2017. It has a 97 minute runtime. We love that. Um, mm-hmm. It was distributed by Neon. A quick summary of the film is following the death of her mother and a series of self-inflicted setbacks, young Ingrid Thorburn escapes a humdrum existence by moving out west to befriend her Instagram obsession, a Los Angeles socialite named Taylor Sloan. After a quick bond is forged between the these unlikeliest of buddies, the facade begins to crack in both women's lives with comically malicious results. This film won the 2017 Sundance Film Festival's Waldo Salt Screenwriting Award 
Aubrey Plaza plays Ingrid, and you, a lot of people, will probably know her from Parks and Rec. She's also been in The Little Hours, Safety Not Guaranteed, Dirty Grandpa, and The To-Do List. Elizabeth Olsen is most known for her role in the Avengers series and, like, um, being, what's it, what, Wanda and WandaVision and Marvel stuff. She's also in Wind River, and she plays Taylor. O'Shea Jackson Jr. plays Dan. He's actually, I think he's uh, Ice Cube's son. Mm-hmm. He plays him in Straight Outta Compton. He's also mm-hmm. been in Longshot and Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Wyatt Russell plays Ezra, who is uh, Taylor's boyfriend. And he's been in Overlord, Everybody Wants Some, 22 Jump Street, and Cold in July. Yes. And fun fact, he's Kurt Russell's son. And uh, what's, his, what's her name? Holly Gold. Oh, shoot. Golding. His wife, who's also very famous. Mm-hmm. And then Elizabeth Olsen is Mary-Kate and Ashley's mm-hmm. younger sister. So the next one, Billy Magnuson, who plays Nikki, who is Taylor's younger brother. Um, I don't know if he's younger, actually. Taylor's brother. Mm-hmm. He, he's he been in Into the Woods, The Big Short, Game Game Night, and No Time to Die. Palm Clementif plays Harley, who is Nikki's new girlfriend, sort of. Mm-hmm. And she was Mantis in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, she was an old boy and Avengers Infinity War, which I didn't realize that she was in that movie because when that movie initially came out, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 hadn't come out yet. Mm. So this movie was written by David Branson Smith and Matt Spicer. David Branson Smith has also written Jungle Land, Bad Sports, and Unreal. Matt Spicer also directed the movie, and I think I read somewhere that this was his like directorial debut, mm. or at least like the writing debut or something for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also written Flower Camp and Magic... No, not Flower Camp. Flower and Magic Camp. And lastly, a fun fact about the production of this movie... The production got delayed because director Matt Spicer walked through a sliding glass door on accident uh, after he yelled cut, and the gaffers on set had to remove glass from his arm with duct tape. What what were your thoughts on this this film? I okay, so like starting out, like I really really liked it. I thought it was very interesting. Um, I think Aubrey Plaza Mm -hmm. does a great great job. Mm -hmm. It's like a pretty film. Not gonna lie, like it's really like. I like how it's shot, but like it has its, you know, it has its issues. I mean, I like it for the acting. I like how it looked, but I think the story, what goes on in the movie might be a little, I don't want to say controversial. We'll touch on that a little more mm-hmm. um, with the critical reviews in a second, because mm-hmm. that is that is a big point of mm-hmm. it. So for me, I think it's an interesting starting point for commentary on social media and parasocial relationships. Mm-hmm. I don't think it fully executed it in the way it thought it did. Mm-hmm. I think it, it attempts to show a parasocial relationship gone wrong, but this movie gave me so much secondhand embarrassment the whole time, and I know that's probably the point. Mm-hmm. There's a certain part where I'm like, I have to skip this scene yeah. because I just feel uncomfortable. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Because she's, I mean, Aubrey Plaza is awkward in this movie. She plays the role really well. She does, very well. I know, it's got some funny parts in it too. Yeah. Moving on to the critical reviews. First review that I found is from a website called Battleship Pretension, which sounds like the name that a film junkie would give their film review website. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this in- this review was by David Bax and was written in 2017. Um, Bax thinks that Spicer has the ideas, but does not know what he has to say about these mm. ideas that he brings up. Also <laughs> mentions that there are enough people like Taylor in, a- in LA to quote 
sell out a, a Father John Misty concert at the Greek every night for a year, end quote. That's, uh, that's a good, that's accurate. Very specific. Yeah, very specific yes. and I think accurate. Very 2017. Yes. <laughs> and then goes on to say that at his best, Spicer is pointing out the ways in which people like Taylor and especially people like Ingrid are reaching towards something while pulling themselves away from it at the same time. And then Spicer's attempt to go so far to establish Ingrid as truly unwell and then doubling back and turning her pain into a joke undoes all of the work the film initially did. Mm. And then Bax claims that the film lacks a dedication. It's very obvious, like after reading all the reviews that I read, mm -hmm. a lot of them like hit like talk about the fact of how this movie handles mental health mm -hmm. and it's the punchline of the movie yeah the next review is from 812 film Revu film reviews and is titled ingrid goes west how mental illness shouldn't be represented <laughs> <laughs> by robert daniels uh and this was written in 2018 and daniels gave this movie a two out of four you'll notice here that everyone uses their own scale and none of them use the same scale for rating this movie. That's so funny. So, I love that. It's all over the place. There's letters and numbers. Oh. So Daniels thinks that Spencer's film is as harmful as the social media he claims to critique. As Spicer doesn't stay on the track of living vicariously through social media, and instead he chooses to link Ingrid's social media usage to the death of her mother. It's clear that Ingrid is mentally ill, but the audience is made to laugh at her. And then he goes on to compare how Ingrid is portrayed in this movie and how Tanya Harding was portrayed in I, Tanya, and says that in I, Tanya, the movie invites you to see that Harding needs help, mm -hmm. understand that, and have some mm -hmm. empathy towards her. But in Ingrid Goes West, this movie just completely fails to extend any kind of empathy to Ingrid. Yeah. And then Daniels believes that this tactic of making, of the portrayal of the mental illness of Ingrid is like it becomes super stale quickly mm -hmm. while watching the movie. This is another common theme, but Dan is the only character that cares about the real Ingrid and mm -hmm. that uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. is a breath of fresh air to this drab film. Mm -hmm. um, the addition of the character of Nikki immediately undermines what is set up between Dan and Ingrid, and Nikki doesn't progress past the initial, quote, white toxic, white privileged toxic bro. Yeah. stereotype and then spicer depends on unlikely scenarios to move the plot forward and then uses domestic violence as a punchline while feeding into the stereotype of women lying about said violence mm. daniel still applauds the acting performances of like olsen and plaza mm -hmm. but says that their performances are undone by a short-sighted and harmful script yeah they go on to say that like Spicer's observations are very surface level, just feeds into the toxic cycle of glorifying suicide attempts and lacks empathy. And, quote, Spicer could have taken a journey in any direction. Instead, Ingrid is a spinning compass in a magnetic field of empathetic debris. Mm. End quote. Wow. He got poetic with that. Yeah. Which I, I, I do understand what he's saying, though. Like, I think there's only one review that doesn't really touch on the harmful portrayal of mental illness in this. It's just, it's very clear that that's a problem. And it's interesting to see that people were picking up on that in like 2017, 2018 with this movie. Not to say that we were, that's super far away, but it just doesn't seem like something that was as much of a part of the conversation. Yeah, definitely. It was still in like the beginning stages of like. I mean, it definitely wasn't like how it is today where it's so easily talked about. I mean, 
def- like you know it's way more, so so much more talked about now yeah. easier to yeah. talk about more um not that it's easy but it is easier yeah. nowadays to do it but yeah. i would agree like this movie i feel like um it just kind of villainizes her and not in a not in a not in a way that's um helpful to the plot or anything it's just kind of like haha she's haha she's crazy like like literally like i feel like they would say that because like that's how they're just kind of betraying uh plaza's character in this movie and it's um it's kind of disappointing they throw in that her mom died at like the beginning and at the beginning and and then randomly at the end yeah it's like okay (laughs) like she there's no setup for like uh like if you're going to use that as something that like Mm -hmm. drives ingrid Mm -hmm. i don't know make it more part of the her character i don't know it just it loses like it literally just loses focus, yeah, you know? Definitely. So the next thing, the next review is from The Last Thing I See and is by Brent McKnight and it's from 2020. And Brent gave this movie a B plus. Okay. <laughs> a new scale. A new scale. <laughs> so have you ever heard of the movie Single White Female? Yes. Yeah. So a few of a few of the other um reviews kind of compare it to that movie okay. a little bit like it said it's a new single white female this just to to preface uh mcknight has a more positive view of this movie than some of the other ones we've read so far mm-hmm. um so mcknight says to call this a single white millennial movie is low-hanging fruit there's more than a simple there's more than that simple reductive comparison and then mcknight compares the film to movies like unfriended and smiley because they deal with the dark sides of social media except those are horror and angered goes west isn't really a horror it's really more of a deranged stalker story it delves into the themes of fame and celebrity authenticity reality versus presentation obsession and social media age and mental health Uh, mcknight thinks that quote the film paints a sharp portrait of fascination become infatuation where it's all too easy to mistake a near anonymous like and a photo of someone's breakfast as a legitimate connection McKnight applauds uh, Aubrey Plaza's performance because she's branching out from the sarcastic deadpan character she's known for, and then applauds um, O'Shea Jackson Jr. as well, and then ends the review with, relevant, timely, and uncomfortably close to home, Ingrid Goes West delivers a quirky, fun, brutally awkward, legitimately unsettling, legitimately unsettling, cautionary tale about influencer culture and social media obsession, end quote. It's just a lot, there's a lot going on in this movie where I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I can fully support it, even though, like, I do think there's good moments in it, and it is mm-hmm. a dark comedy, and there were, there are some funny moments in it that yeah. are good, it's just like, I don't know, the, there's that over, uh, there's that, you know, the elephant in the room in that movie mm-hmm. that kind of just takes it, takes away the good, like, the good parts out of it, you know? Yeah, because, like, once, once you realize, um... You know, it's hard to read a review of this movie that's highlighting the good parts without, you know, mm-hmm. acknowledging the bad. Exactly. Moving on to the next one. Mm-hmm. It's from RTE. And this is a review by Laura Delaney, who gives it two out of five. And this okay. review is from 2017. Delaney believes that Spicer brings nothing new to the table and that he takes his expose of the narcissistic underworld of cultural trends in a questionable direction. Spicer does succeed when it comes to creating non-preachy dialogue and stylish shots, but preying on mental illness for comedic effect is not good. They also acknowledge that Dan brings a warmth to the movie. It's so sweet. I love how everyone's like, yeah, but he's great in it. And that's another thing. That's the whole thing. Like, there are good characters in this movie. And, like, um, the, all the actors are great. The actors are fantastic. Like, they are not the yeah. problem in this movie. 
it's the writing. It's the right. It's the story. <laughs> it's, yeah. But no, like that quote right there where like they, they you know, they're using, they, they're prying on or preying on, yeah, mental illness as, you know, the butt of the joke. Yeah. And then they also applaud that, they also say that Plaza's performance is strong, but she was let down by the script. And also that the script is not as smart as it thinks it is. Yeah. And that quote, there is nothing much worth seeing here, end quote. It's the kind of movie that if you watch it as a teenager, you're like, oh my God, this is this is great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love Aubrey Plaza, mm-hmm. so I'm going to love this movie. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, I the first time I watched it, I don't think I was, a, I, I might have been like 19 or something. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I enjoyed it. I just wasn't watching it through like a critical lens at that point. Oh no, yeah. I wasn't picking up on what was wrong with it. Well, it's stuff that you you learn, and it's okay not to know know that stuff at at certain ages. And like you know, you you end up learning about this stuff. I I totally understand that because there's I'm sure there's tons of movies where I was like, oh, this is a good movie, and then later on, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> it is not. This was this was this is a mistake. The most offensive garbage I've ever seen. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, what was I thinking? <laughs> So this next review is from news.com.au. we got an Australian review in here. Nice. Um, and it is titled, Dark and Witty, Ingrid Goes West is Worth Seeking Out by Wen Lee Ma from 2017. And it was given a four out of five. Wow. They start with the review off with, quote, life happens in front of you and not on a five-inch screen. Shut up. Yeah, I was about to say, like, all right. All right. <laughs> This whole movie was like showing how corny social media is, and you just ate that yeah. up. <laughs> You're, oh my god! There was another review, but it was like it got a little more like political about the movie, and I, you know, political. I, yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, I was. I'll just. I'll mention a little bit of what that review had to say before I move on to this. Yeah, because how how do you get politics out of this? It was bringing up the fact that like people cannot like economically afford to be an influencer so it's like harmful to promote the idea that like you can i don't know it was something like that it was from i didn't i should have known when the website was like socialist something and you know i i don't think that'll fit in what we're doing here i don't know enough about that to talk about it so exactly like i would just be saying it and we'd both just be nodding Mm -hmm. and that doesn't really work be saying some stupid stuff that doesn't make any sense yeah we would we would be probably say something wrong yeah and we're not not educated enough on economics or like socialism to be talking about it (laughs) critiquing a review of this movie exactly or saying someone's wrong (laughs) about talking about it i don't know if you're wrong i don't know i have no clue i i almost failed microeconomics okay (laughs) it's like one of those things you read on the internet and people are mad about it or people are like cheering for it and i'm like i just don't I, I don't, don't know. understand. I don't understand like, any like, of I don't them. know why we're yelling, but sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just gonna skip it. <laughs> Just yeah. go to the stuff I know. I didn't see nothing. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't um, know enough about it. <laughs> okay, so back to this review by Wenli Ma. Ma refers to the film as a fresh, disturbing, and a single white female for the Instagram generation. They also note Plaza's performance and that she is, quote, sensationally selling the peculiar mix of Ingrid's intes- intensity and vacantness without pushing into melodrama. Um, and calls Ingrid Goes West a, quote, chilling indictment of our image-driven culture, a withering dissection of artificiality versus authenticity. So what I'm seeing from the positive reviews is they're taking the film at face value. Mm-hmm. more, Definitely. And, like, they're taking the message that it's promoting mm-hmm. rather than the quality of the film, Exactly. I guess. And, like, also how they're representing people. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and yes. especially Ingrid's character with. And I, it, it's no offense to the people that wrote these reviews. Mm-hmm. They maybe they weren't going in with that intention to review it like that, because mm-hmm. you know different websites have different audiences that they're trying to talk exactly. to movies about. So exactly. it's nothing against these people at all. No, and it's it might be just one of those things where like that's just not how they perceived it. I don't know. You can't it's just, argue with them on that. I, and I understand if you you know if that's the main that you were focusing on was the social media aspect, yeah, which is a big aspect of the film. Maybe they're just not, you know. Yeah, whether or not that message was conveyed well or not is mm-hmm. up to interpretation. Moving on to the next review uh, from Buffalo Vibe by Jared Mobarak from 2017. They give it a 5 out of 10. Right down the middle. Right down the middle. Brand new system. <laughs> just a new one. I just love how many there are. There's so many. Because the, they're all on their own personal websites, so yeah. they get to rate it however they want. Which is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mobarak starts with... The fact that the problem with the film is that, quote, Ingrid isn't just some unhinged narcissist to mock. Social media isn't merely a gimmick. It's her escape from tragedy, end quote. Okay. Um, that's a good way to, that's a good way to put it. Like, they're not, they're saying that, like, Ingrid isn't just someone that you can just be putting as the main character for everyone just to mock. And, like, social media isn't just this thing in the background it's like how she's escaping from all this like her mom's death and like all these things that are going on in her head all the time yeah okay that makes it clear because i wasn't sure what they were meaning by that that's what i'm interpreting what they're saying Mm. as that could be wrong but that's that's what i'm getting from it yeah that's that makes sense yeah and then they go on to say that ingrid's actions are actually clear a clear emotional and psychological cry for help Filmmakers chose the loss of the true dramatic weight of her situation. Spicer never pulls the trigger on the social commentary he approaches in the film. Nikki's character seems unneeded. By the end of the film, none of the characters are redeemable. And then, quote, Ingrid goes west, thus fails to shed light on anything we don't inherently presume, end quote. They still highlight the fact that the actors' performances were amazing. And then they describe the film as having hollow cynicism. So it's, you know, just surface level. Yeah, no, definitely. It's not digging. It's just going, hey, social media is bad social sometimes, media? right? Yeah. No, you guys get off your phone. <laughs> the world's out here. No, like, they, I think they, they did have a pretty good point. Yeah, because the, well, they were saying about, like, Nikki's character yeah. being, I hated that character so much. And, like, I don't know, it, it kind of got wild there. And with, like, she, like, kidnaps them and stuff like that. And they have to leave them in the desert. Like, it's, like, one of those things where, like, I don't know if this needed to be to happen this way. I don't know. It's like a big. It's not how I thought the movie was gonna go, and I didn't think. I feel like they could have used Ezra they as the used... person who like susses her out or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Or like Nikki was unneeded. Yeah, Nikki was very unneeded. I didn't. I didn't really. You could have just had um, Harley, the other like the other really big influencer. Like she could have just been like shown up somewhere, or like Taylor could have met her or something. Like that's the the only reason Nikki was there was to be the person who like divides them. Kind divides of? them yeah which i think harley could have done very easily yeah she could have done it herself yeah like it could have just been her as the one that divides everything yeah but you know that actor did a great job it's just that character didn't need to be in there yeah like i yeah i agree with them on that part not just and this is just like my 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 personal like oh this is how i would have done the movie but like that's just what i was thinking when i was watching i was like i don't think we need this character but yeah that's i what, agree I, yeah i think they made good points yes yeah. So the next review is the last critical review that we have. Um, it is by Kate. Is from KateYoung.com um, and is titled "Ingrid Goes West Loses the Plot 
and this review is by Kate Young and was written in 2019, and they gave it a three out of five. Back to the fives. We had three that were out of five, mm-hmm. so there's something. Yeah. So they start out the review with, quote, Somewhere in the middle, the film loses the plot on being the witty commentary about communication, pretending, and public image in the social media age, but it's still an entertaining romp from start to finish. Plaza's performance is entertaining. It slips perfectly into mania. Young also uplifts Elizabeth Olsen, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Billy Magnuson on their performances. And then they say that the film manages not to, quote, jump the shark by keeping Ingrid's antics on the right side of the line between truly deranged and terrifyingly criminal. And, quote, it's not a movie that really knows what it's trying to say, but it's fun watching it try to figure it out. I I love, like, how a lot of people are going, like, the directors or the writers really lost their way at the movie. They they, don't, they didn't know what they were fucking doing. They they didn't. They didn't know what they had, and therefore it was very lost. Like, they started out strong, yeah. and then it's just, it kind of just dissolved. I think I saw, like, someone in a, one of the reviews, I don't think I wrote it down, but they mentioned something about how the director, Matt Spicer, kind of based it off of, like, how he feels with his use of social media. But I don't know if it's to that level that Ingrid gets to. But also, I saw something mentioned about how it was specific. Maybe it, I could be wrong. And just delete this from your brain if I am wrong. Um, but I saw something about it being specifically about uh, borderline personality disorder, which is a very um, marginalized kind of mm-hmm. disorder. And it's like one of those things where, like, it's really hard to write about accurately if you don't have that or you you do you absolutely do your research you you yeah. absolutely i don't know just like you talk to people you who talk have to it. people who have it and you i mean you but you be as i mean still with like repre- rough with representations of things that like you do not like in a perfect world the only people writing about movies about certain marginalized groups or mental illnesses would be people who yeah. have them or are part of them they know exactly like their experience with it and like you can get you know but whatever it's it's not a perfect world and the, you know obviously Matt Spicer and uh the other writer David Branson Smith should have like kept themselves out of the conversation i don't know if either of them have borderline personality disorder that's the thing i don't want to say i don't want to assume they don't if you know or I, I don't know if they do it's just one of those things where like it's so hard to write about or and to pull like to be respectful about it you know i don't think there's a whole lot known in like the general public about borderline personality disorder um so that's another thing where it's like you're gonna you're gonna piss off the people who have it and people who know anything about it like and you're giving people who don't know anything about it a weird, like the false narrative of what it is, like a harmful narrative of what it is, you know? Exactly. And how this movie ends, like, it's, I mean, I can't, it can't, it's not good. Yeah. It's like, it's not a great yeah. way to represent. We can move on now to the audience reviews. As always, we'll start with a, a high rate, a high ranked review. They're not always five star because, you know, some movies don't have good five star reviews. This movie, exa- for example, uh, they weren't very like long five star reviews. Oh, okay. Like they were like a sentence like oh, I liked this movie. Oh. It's like oh well, thank you so much for your contribution. <laughs> well, <there> you <laughs> You've said so much about this movie. I believe you, and I will watch it now. Um, <laughs> they should be. A, they should be a movie critic. They should. They, they should, should start. It would. It would save us time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> first review is from April of 2020, and they gave it four stars. Um, and they say that the they say. 
Insanely troubling, funny, and seldom times horrifying, Ingrid Goes West shines a light on a less explored byproduct of social media in the digital age. The message conveyed here is impactful, inciting a range of emotions, yet a bit one-dimensional in what it is trying to say. It plays out exactly as you'd think, and I'm indifferent about the ending, yet perfect casting and slick directing keeps the linear plot from ever truly getting stale. They were, okay, they were, there were things that I did agree with. Um, mm-hmm. um, I don't know about that, like, like they, that last little part, I wouldn't yeah. quite agree with. But I think overall they were they were hitting the the things that were yeah because it's not a ter- it's not a god awful no movie or it's anything. really not like I was in, I was enjoying it you know up until yeah. a point you know yeah or like yeah just like just realizing like the issues with it honestly mm-hmm. yeah and I you know I don't think it's like because there was a, re- a critical review in the past that said like well the the things with mental illness made the movie stale like that like joking about her mental illness yeah. and using it as a punchline was stale mm-hmm. but you know overall it wasn't like a hard to watch like shitty movie no, or anything like, it had its it had its moments they're they're right mm-hmm. they're right in what they're saying yeah. they just you know they happen to not mention the mental health thing but they do have problems with the ending yeah so we're there yeah you know we're there um <laughs> so a lot of the five like the high ranking reviews they were kind of similar to that yeah. that i could find because it was like, they know that there are problems with the movie. Yeah. But they still found a way to enjoy it. Yeah. So this next review is from July of 2020. And it's a half-star review. If you want to feel awkward and uncomfortable for the next hour and a half, watch this movie. I was constantly waiting for something to happen for nothing to really happen. Oh, well, that's not true. <laughs> that's not. Yeah. That's, it's I think there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of nothing. There's a lot of nothing. I will agree with that. But like. In the middle. Because they start out with like her macing yes, the girl at yeah. her, the, the, the other influencer uh-huh. at her wedding and then her mom dies and then you know so like they start out with these big things mm-hmm. and then it kind of it kind of tapers out for a second and then it gets big again that's part of like the slow burn of her becoming friends with taylor and then and then it unraveling and, and then unra- unraveling i mean that's yeah that, i mean it's not gonna all happen yeah. At once it's it is gonna be slow during that time but that's it's still interesting you know but uh, I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't agree that it's like nothing happens. But yeah. Also, I'm going to mention this before I move on to the mm-hmm. rest of them. Some people in some of these reviews did not do not. I don't think they they might not know the term dramedy. Okay. Because they're like, this is not a comedy. It's a drama, and it's like it's both. <laughs> but okay. Well, a dark comedy is what it's it. A dark, yeah, it's a dark comedy. I've seen a, it. Like, I would call it a dark comedy, and dark comedy. I've seen it like have referred to. Yeah, I've seen it referred to as a dramedy and a dark comedy. So, like, either way, those, those terms work. <laughs> but also, like, people act like, oh, it's a comedy. Therefore, I should just be laughing the whole time. Like, yeah, there are a lot of heartfelt comedies. There's a, a lot. Skeleton Twins is my favorite one. That's a really good one. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's the whole point. It's like, I mean, movies can be more than just, I mean, they can be. Yeah, more. it's like how you can mix genres and music. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not a big deal. It's okay that that happens. Well, that's just something where I was like, I don't think people know. <laughs> maybe either you didn't know the term or you saw that it was labeled as comedy on one thing because yeah. they probably physically could not label it as anything yeah. other than that. Yeah. So you just chose to believe that it's only ever labeled as a comedy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, moving on. Uh, there's a one-star review from May of 2020. Um, and they say, the biggest issue this movie faced was the lack of focus. It was extremely dragged out and was missing the, in- the original idea, satire. 
The ending certainly didn't help, since the satire didn't hold at any point. We're left with the idea that actually making a video of your own suicide attempt is fine as long as it goes viral. Mm. There was also a complete lack of character development. What was Dan doing there? The man couldn't even walk because of her and was left abandoned at the hospital. And yet, there he was, by her that's, side, receiving her with a smile. That's really the part I got confused at. And that's part, the part where I'm yeah. like, well, this is... I mean, that's... Uh, this movie isn't even passable as a Sunday afternoon movie. I honestly don't understand how it has such a high score. It's because people it don't... Not everybody looks super deep in the movies. Yeah. So some people just are like, I enjoyed it, okay? Five stars. That's how movies get high reviews, okay? I mean, they just liked it. Also, if they're starring indie darlings and they're made by, like, they were at Sundance and they were mentioned, they get to put the little Sundance thing on their stuff, people <laughs> are just like, oh, it must be a good movie then. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. I think they I think they did make good points because they're, I mean, they, they literally said, like, the issues at the end. They got They got in there and they really did say the issues. I do think that was, I when they mentioned, the thing they mentioned about satire, I do think that that was an issue where, like, it, it, it kind of sold itself as satirical and then didn't keep up the satire. No, because then, then it just became almost like a, a thriller or horror in the fact that she's, oh, she's unhinged now or something like that. And it's, it's like setups where we're like, they took things that were, that would be like thriller-ish. Yeah, uh-huh. And tried to make them funny. Yeah. And it's like... And that's part of the problem with their portrayal of mental health, where it's like, she is obviously spiraling mm-hmm. right now and, like, having a really bad time. And you turned that into, haha, she's making a fool of herself at a party. Yeah. And it's like... It's it's like bad taste. It's just bad taste. And also, it's, it's just messy, too. Because, yeah, you start off with satire... And then end on a comedy thriller kind of thing. It's very, it's kind of messy. It's all over the place, really. It's a, con- they tried to turn it into like a, I don't think they intentionally tried to turn it into a thriller, but they took thriller elements and made them funny and they failed at both genres. I agree. This next review is a one out of 10 from 2018. Okay. And this one's from IMDb, so it has a title and it is titled Suicide Turns Out to Be a Good Thing? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Oh. And they go, are you kidding? Question mark, question mark. Okay. Don't you know Don't you know how many people are like this crazy girl? What is the message? Attempt, attempt suicide and post a video about it? it? It can get you viral and you can get famous? Question mark, question mark, question mark. This movie is full of shit and was bearable till the end. And at the end, it became annoyingly stupid. But I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't have any critiques about that. I, I, kinda, I actually really agree with them. I get it. Except for all the question marks. Yeah. They didn't need to put that many question marks. Just one is good. Yeah. I get you were you were probably, ang- probably angry very writing angry. this. I understand. I understand. I understand. I, I, <laughs> we all agree with you here. Glorifying suicide is a bad thing. Put the question marks down. Yeah. <laughs> One or two is fine. <laughs> the next review is a half star review from 2021. This movie missed the mark. Sometimes funny. I enjoyed the tongue in cheek commentary about social media darlings and how their lives aren't as perfect as they make them seem. But this was completely ruined by the ending of the movie. Mental illness is not a punchline. Suicide should not be glamorized. And the fact that Ingrid gets everything she hopes for by a failed suicide attempt just feels exploitative. I heard in an interview that the director wrote Ingrid based on her having borderline personality disorder. This kind of portrayal is why a lot of people with BPD don't get real help. Movies like this just perpetuate stigma. 
And that's what I was yeah. hinting. I think this is where I this is where I saw the the borderline personality disorder stuff. I mean, they they talk, I mean, they said it. Yeah, they said it all. I mean, really I, I mean, honestly, they did, that was kind of a These are some of the most like what is on the nose on hammer, the nose hammer in the nail. Hammer on hammer the on nail. The, I don't know um, if that's what it said. I I was trying to figure like right oh hit hit the nail right on the head. That's what it is. Hit the hit the nail right on the head. You know, they a lot of these reviews fully encapsulate like the fact that it was enjoyable but the ending makes a lot of people go well what the what the fuck no yeah definitely like because that's the thing like i that's what i think that's why i said at the beginning is like i liked it at first and then it just kind of lost itself a lot and the more that we're talking about the more because like i knew there was like oh it's off but i don't know how to put it in words and now after reading these like now i now i know how to put it in words like Mm -hmm. why there's a lot of issues with this movie Yes. And I think I think that one was like just a perfect example mm-hmm. of what is wrong with the movie. We quickly are going to take a little t- left turn and a break into full on um just hatred of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay? I know. Like it the more we read about them and the more people are bringing yeah. up the issues, it's like, oh yeah, of course. And No, I mean like I mean like the next review takes Oh, a, okay. takes takes a quick left. Yeah. Okay. Full I on love those. hatred. I love those. Of the movie. Okay. So I love they them. This is another IMDb one, so it's a 1 out of 10 from 2019, and it is titled Wim- White Women Dis- Decisivory at Its Finest. What does decisivory mean before we get I- into it? Decisivory? Decisivory? Hold on. Yeah, I was like, am I even going to say this word correctly? <laughs> it's not a word. They made up a fucking they word. They made up a word. I love it. Okay, so I maybe they meant dif- divisive? Maybe it's divisive? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Either way, they... they they don't like this movie. That's yeah. the point. <laughs> so headline says it all. Wish I knew what you meant, but <laughs> I'm sorry. Headline says okay, okay. They start the review with headline says it all. Like I knew what the fuck that word was. Yeah, to be. I don't know what anyway, they were trying to say. I, if anyone knows that word and we're just stupid and Google's wrong, yeah. let me know. Okay, whatever. So they go on to say basic millennial bullshit written and directed by talentless millennials. Waste of time. New age white. New age single white female wannabe. Such great actors, but not worth the watch. They shouldn't have signed on to such a film. Also, it is miscategorized as comedy, but fully drama. No. No, the fuck it is not. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. It is not miscategorized as comedy. It is categorized as both comedy and drama. I love how they didn't mention any, like, they hate this movie, but not for any of the reasons. Of... They just hate fucking millennials. They just, That's what it is. It sounds like a boomer or someone. This is either a very angry Gen Z. Yeah. Or a very angry boomer or Gen X. Yeah. It's just like, fuck everything millennials I just lo- I just love how it's not even the issues of that are in the movie. It's just like, I hate young people. <laughs> I hate thirty-year-olds. Well, they called it—they called it basic. So I'm feeling like they might be younger than a millennial and be like, "Oh, this is so chuggy." Yeah, it's a chuggy movie. But I also the term chuggy wasn't a thing yet. Wait, what's? I actually have never heard that word before. What is? You've it? never heard chuggy? No. It's kind of like it's shitty and it's very like, um, you know, it's the kind of thing that now if you called something chuggy, people would be like, "Just let people like things." Oh, okay. You know, yeah. like it, it's like this is very basic and like millennial. Oh, and, like, okay. Me. I hate people like it, that. Yes. So that was like a little bit like it, it's one of those things on like TikTok things where it's like people run with it and then someone points it out and everyone's like, uh, uh, oh, you oh. were using that word? How dare you? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Do you hate women? You hate It comes back to misogyny. And you know, it, it, 
it's, it, it all comes back to misogyny yeah. because honestly, no, yeah. the word chuggy is rooted in like, oh, well, when girls like things, they're stupid. Yeah, well, it's the thing. whole like, oh, you're a base, you're a basic bitch if you like this, and it's like, yeah, let, it's like let people like Starbucks. I mean, there are so many dumb things in this world. Just let me have my Starbucks. It's not, it's not a big deal. It's, but it's like that. It's like I just love that review. That review just makes me laugh so hard because like I don't, I don't, I just don't understand. Yeah yeah it's that's why i think it's a younger person because or like an another millennial where they're just like they hate all other millennials because oh. they're not like other oh, millennials like other you know they're they're a pick me millennial they're yeah pick me millennial oh i hate it i hate, <laughs> I hate that review it makes me angry <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's just you know they, they just seem like you know they seem like someone who is a millennial or a gen z to me i i, I have gen z vibes with it because like i don't think Mm-hmm. Or, no, no, no. What's what are our parents? Gen X. Gen X. Okay, it's giving me Gen X vibes. Gen Z is like they learned the word basic, and they were like, because I've never heard a Gen Z complain about millennials like that. I don't the know. It's giving me. Do. They do. That's weird. We're like not millennials, the, the, are the we? Teen, the teen ones, because you know we we hated so much shit. No, we're Gen Z. We are Gen Z. Okay. Yeah, but we we hated so much shit that we don't hate now yeah. as teenagers. Like there was so much stuff we were like, ugh, that's basic. I'm not doing the that. Basic. Like we, you know. So that's why I'm getting like, like maybe this is a teenager. Oh, okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. But yeah, that's the left turn into nothing that we were talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, no, like you know, <laughs> it's a funny one. I like that one because <laughs> And then this next one <laughs> is a one and a half star review from 2020. And I just want to preface this because you won't get the full effect of this review if I don't tell you this, okay? They spell Instagram in all caps both times that they use the word Instagram, and they put two M's on the end instead of one. Just got to paint that picture for you. I don't understand that. Me neither, but that's just how they that's how they spelled it, I guess. Um, so that is, that <laughs> is just wanted to paint the picture of what this looks like as I'm reading okay. it, okay? I'm glad you told me that. Yeah. It's weird, right? It's very weird. I have, I don't know. I, I don't understand they why do they would twice. do that because that's they do it twice. So that's it's not, not like, how it's spelled. It's like, like it's typo, so easy, you know. No, like no one's ever made that mistake before. The only thing I think of is like maybe their keyboard's broken or something. It's just double M every time. There's other M's in there though. There's no double M's on anything else. <laughs> so like maybe it's like a joke or something that we're not getting, but it's not funny. I don't get it. I am left out of the loop. I have no clue. Just imagine all caps double M every time. All right. Some people no longer realize where the real where the world is real and where virtual and literally do not crawl out of their Instagram all caps two m's who flaunt who flaunts his life imitating luxury and chic life full of money beauty beautiful food delicious clo- delicious clothing beautiful travel parties noisy companies and friends others on the other hand observe such persons in Instagram envious of their lives and wanting to be like such people living the same life not knowing the other side of this life the heroine of the film was such an observer but it did not lead to anything good probably you just need to communicate in applications like utopia p2p which do not require any personal data Ooh, this sounds like somebody who is a QAnon member what the fuck is utopia Ooh. p2p 
I don't know what that is. Utopia P2P ecosystem. Utopia is freedom, anonymity, and censorship-free driven product designed for secure communication, anonymous payments, and truly free internet. This sounds like an, a QAnon creation. Or like, I don't know Ooh. if this is from a different country, but if this was an American thing, this is 100% QAnon shit. Uh, yeah, I don't... I'm really confused. I have no clue. I Are they just angry about what the story or are they just hating on the internet they hate that they hate that the internet takes your data That's that not seems what like what the about. fuck it is <laughs> what are they complaining about they they completely just like so they were like you know they had they had like you know you don't always know what people are i think what they're trying to say is like you're envious of these people who like like these nice things and show themselves yeah. with these nice things but like you don't know what their life's That's really like the but then they said you should use you should use utopia p2p because it doesn't God. do your data what, what the that's fuck does that have to do with field? anything? Okay, well, that's not what... Oh, my God. Like, so basically, they were just agreeing what the movie was saying, that social media isn't real. Every, no, nothing is real as the internet, which is very true. And then and then just really went off the rails. A utopia? Like, naming it utopia? I mean, that sounds, just sounds... It sounds... I don't know. It sounds racist. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it just fucking does. It sounds like white supremacy. It, it sounds shit. conservative in to whatever yeah. capacity. Like, I don't I don't know. I don't know what to think. I just thought it was funny how you spelled Instagram. I didn't read the review all the way. <laughs> Which was... I'm so glad you did, though, because this is hilarious. <laughs> like, this is I, insane. We just stumbled upon something i'm sure other people are aware that this exists i'm sure they do but like not breaking ground no i mean but... it's public on there we're just reading raw tomato reviews i mean for angry goes west of a 2017 movie get on to G- given who wrote this yeah review about go find it go look the word, it. right there okay? okay i'm just figuring out what the fuck this is i am making an observation exactly okay exactly sorry i'm not doing it on an unencrypted server yeah I wouldn't. Oh God, that's that's so weird that that's on there so, for this movie. Like, mm-hmm. I just find that so mm-hmm. odd. All right, well we're moving on from that because <laughs> I could go, I could keep looking yeah. forever. The next review is an IMDb review. It's a one out of ten star review from 2019, and it's titled "It Shoots, It Misses." Fair. Um, movies like this bother me the most because it didn't start out being absolute dribble it just decided to become dribble in the last 10 minutes this person never would have left the psych ward while writing to the individual that they assaulted while being admitted waste of time i think they're they're referring to the the beginning yeah where they're like i don't think they're actually texting this person i think they are just writing yeah they're just like writing a letter and i doubt they ever oh they didn't say texting they just said writing to the individual yeah but yeah, I think they're just like writing to letters to her or whatever. I think it's just yeah, it's like I don't think she's actually sending them cuz I feel like they would let us know if she was. I think I think it's just like another way for her to narrate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like exactly. just a I don't know, just a way to show. Yes, yeah. Your just okay. thoughts, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just a narration device. Um but yeah, you know, if if Anyone in the mental hospital that she was in had caught wind that that's what she was doing. Like she was writing letters to the person that she had pepper sprayed Mm -hmm. um, or maced. I don't know which one it was. Um, I feel like they might have a problem with that, but I don't know. I don't know. It's a fictional movie. If she had stayed in there, there would be no movie. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So this next review is a one star review from 2018. 
It's long. Um, so here we go. The movie is, this movie is so unbelievably frustrating. Not only is the protagonist extremely difficult to relate to, but the so-called punchlines are completely unfunny. The topic of mental illness is very touchy for many people, and I don't feel the subject matter of this film was well handled at all. Ingrid embodies the stereotype for anyone ever deemed insane, in quotes, and the suicide scene at the end was A, completely predictable, B, totally unnecessary. People went insane over 13 Reasons Why for glorifying suicide, and nobody seems to see the same problem here. The ending made no sense in the context of the film, and though it is supposedly helpful, in quotes, portraying Ingrid's friend's friend as the savior in quotes at the end was complete bs think about all the teens who would potentially be struggling with similar issues in this age of social media and struggle with problems similar to ingrid's the film was wrapped up incredibly poorly and it could be so easily it could be sorry it could be so easy to interpret the message of the film as supportive of suicide since the cinema cinema cinematographic elements of the scene were beautiful I was able... I don't think that's why it would be misinterpreted. No. (laughs) That's not at all why it would be... It doesn't... Yeah. I mean, that could be, you know, a a device to where they're glorifying it. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I was able to tell that it was satire, but for many other teenagers who are not as well read... Okay, this is a teenager. Um... (laughs) The message could be easily misconstrued. Suicide is a nasty thing and should be represented as such in media. Absolutely disgusting. Even though this person is a teenager, I think they made some good points. There were some things where I'm no, like... No, they made, they made great points. They made some good they were, points in it. They were very like just, eloquent in what they were saying. Uh-huh. This, was, this was 2018. They could literally be our age now. You know? Yeah, honestly. Like, no. <laughs> they could be like an 18-year-old. You know, yeah. They technically could still be a teen. Yeah, yeah they, they, I think they had very good points. I, I don't... I didn't really see the suicide thing as predictable personally. I didn't think it was predictable. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. And I didn't see the outcome of it coming. They know the signs better than we do, I guess. Maybe. They just they, they are well read. And that's they not me well- that's not me making fun of them. I'm just saying that they you know, maybe they do know. Uh, maybe they do know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. I think they made some good points. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it was a very well-written... 13 Reasons Why definitely triggered me as a teenager, mm. so I get what they're saying mm. here. That was one of their points they made that I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good point, yeah. It's a terrible glorification of suicide. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, the message that suicide gets you the attention you want. You know? And the revenge you want, or whatever whatever your life goal is, it's, suicide's the answer. Yeah. It, no. It's not. No. I know it's probably not very helpful. It's not at all. It sounds like, hey, just go for a walk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? You know, a little bit of exercise could actually really help with your depression. Eat your, eat your fruit and veggies. You need some fruit and veggies. Yeah. You would just drink more water. You need vitamin D. Take some vitamin D. Yeah. Go outside. Go, go touch outside. some grass. I feel like we should just give the number to the, like, the hotline. Yeah. You know what? In the, in the description of this episode, we'll have the number for the National Suicide Hotline line for the U.S., Uh, We'll see if we can find other countries maybe and put those in there. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, we'll do that because this this film fumbled it. So we're gonna try and it's gonna be it's rough where it where it fucked up. Yeah, you know exactly. Okay, so this is the second to last review. This is the last bad review, and then we'll have a good review, and then that's all. Okay. Um, So first, the second, the next review is a one star review from 2017. So a lot of these were from like 
2020, 2018, 2019, kind of. Now I truly have my doubts about the review process. I do not know how this film even got made. The script is banal, the satire on social media is unoriginal, and better done in so many other TV shows and films. The devices used to demonstrate obsession fall flat and are quite juvenile. Admittedly, O'Shea Jackson Jr. provides the only saving feature of this terrible film. I Don't love bother. That. I love that so much that they were... He did, he's he, so... He did an amazing job. I think he was so, great in it. He was funny. He's so funny because he's always like vaping and he does it so angrily <laughs> and you can really like you can it's see me. that in him like yeah it is you actually it's you you and ice cube angrily vaping <laughs> he did he, like when he does that like you can see his dab in him it's like so funny yeah he also just like uh yeah he does he does a great job he's a great actor he, he deserves is. to be in more things i do i want to see like, him in more things obviously he did you know he did a great job with straight out of compton too oh it's yeah. just like you know i think he you know he did a great job, and I don't th- like. I'm glad that even though people didn't like this movie, they he's like the shining. He's the shining star in this, really. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people went into this movie for Aubrey Plaza mm-hmm. and left like, you know, for him. Mm-hmm. So, this is a four and a half star review because, as I said earlier, none of the five star reviews were worth shit. Yeah, um, this is from 2017. Mm-hmm. Ingrid Goes West is an amazing indie dramedy. See, they get it. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> which goes through a variety of emotional states, leaving me amused at first, then ashamed, and then even disturbed. It is an excellent cringe comedy, which is frequently hilarious in its very uncomfortable, awkward social interactions. But it is also a phenomenal, it is also phenomenal as a drama with many excellent and truthful observations about humanity. Instagram stars here are portrayed as shallow, boring attention seekers, and not only in social media, but also in real life, people are constantly acting, pretending, and lying around other people, and the film portrayed that painfully, but accurately. This is basically how I feel about most people, so I related with it tremendously. So, All right. I, you know, I would... Most of the time, the people writing bad reviews on here are the cynics. Mm-hmm. I just did not expect a cynic to write the one positive review that did not critique the movie in a negative way. Yeah, it's... Like, I I hate people, so I love I it. like this movie. Yeah, they kind of... They saw it from a di- kind of different perspective, I think. And I don't think they were necessarily wrong um, in some of those points um they they, their points stand yeah there's some things um, you know they just didn't critique the things that we found exactly and that's that's the thing with most of these positive reviews they just dig they kind of they weren't looking for those things yeah they're kind of shutting it out yeah maybe they just didn't pick up on it and you know like with like we said with the critic reviews of like the positive ones Mm -hmm. maybe they didn't want to write it in a negative light Mm -hmm. maybe they didn't want to write about mental illness because maybe they don't know enough about it to write about it which is yeah. entirely fair yeah. um but this is an audience review so it's like they just watched the movie and saw it as this mm-hmm. instead of what we saw it as mm-hmm. especially with like this is the one of the only ones except for like a few of the negative ones that focused on other things mm-hmm. um to not bring up the ending and how they felt about it yeah they kind of I feel like they didn't finish the movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> which you know what are your final thoughts on this film um it's one of those things where like the more and this happens every time we go come on here and talk about movies like the more we talk about it i'll either like either my opinion stays the same or maybe i think differently about this movie and i don't know with this one 
I didn't, it was like one of the things I watched and I was like, I don't, I don't really know how to think about this. I know there's something, some issues with this movie, you know, and I still liked it. Uh, there was one review saying like, it's, it, it starts, starts out strong, good until the end. And that's kind of like, I think I kind of agree with that. They just really, they just fumbled it or didn't even like, even know what they had to begin with. So I, I, I out of five, right? Yeah, go ahead. Just because of how it ends, just how there's like really like how it glorifies some things and how it really like mis misrepresents a lot of people. You know, like maybe a two out of five because you know it. There we really, go. It starts yeah. out strong, but it. Um... I would say that it kind of seems like the writers started a conversation, like they were trying to start a discussion about something, mm-hmm. but they had no idea what they were talking <laughs> no. about. Like they were like, oh yeah, yeah, let's let let's like. If we were like, let's go have a discussion about a, the economy with a bunch of economists. <laughs> yeah. And then just kind of sat there and threw out buzzwords the entire time. It's like, like if you and me try to make a movie about econ- the economy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so at the very, very surface level, if you don't look past anything but the main idea of the plot, it's a good idea. Um, and there were a lot of reviews that were saying things like they aren't bringing anything new to the table. They aren't going deep enough into this thing that they're trying to talk about. Overall, like looking at it now, and obviously people who watched it then saw it. It just it has a lot of issues that like aren't redeemable. Like they don't redeem the plot because the mm-hmm. plot's not there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Watch the movie if you want based off of what we've had to say, what the critics have had to say, what the audience members have had to say. But you watch for yourself. You see if you agree with anything that all of us have said. Um, And, you know, just enjoy. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Kat. And I'm Riley. And this has been Easy Bake Takes. Easy watching out there.